that's a wrap challenge. Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. You're all going to have all this paper waste. What you going to do with that? Light from Lantern presents. Knit a spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. Is that a downer? Is that kind of a downer? Uh, I think it's real. It's really real. Paper waste and Christmas. Yay! (laughs) Tis the season to rethink wrapping ideas. Yes. So it's the different kind of wrap. I know I started with a wrap on wrapping. I liked it. Uh, masterful, <laughs> really, very, very dumb. It was very such a dumb, wordsmith. Yeah. I don't know. It was better than my joke last week, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> one of the biggest traditional holiday waste items mm. is wrapping paper. Yes, and supplies. anyone who sits there on Christmas morning with the kids opening up Christmas gifts, I—that's me—knows mm-hmm. that. Oh my gosh. It's so much fun. Part of the fun is ripping up, you know, absolutely the, the wrapping paper. And mm-hmm. then you just have this piles and piles of gift wrap that yes. goes into bags and bags that you put, I put into the recycling bin. Mm, yep. I can tell you the one of the biggest things that I've learned about wrapping paper uh, is that most of it isn't even recyclable because a lot of the time it doesn't even have like, papery product in there it's like plastic and glitter it's and plastic stuff that coated. can't be recycled yeah. at all yes uh, so, yeah yeah a good tip that we just recently heard was if you crinkle the paper and it doesn't stay that way and it goes back to its sort of original shape no good for recycling so it's the super cheap uh stuff that's usually mm-hmm. recyclable like the super thin um paper like wrapping Mm -hmm. paper that's probably recyclable you know the stuff that tears that you really can't you know that is really annoying to wrap with yeah but the really thick stuff that you really love and that Mm, you know is glittery and shiny and kind of holographic and shiny that you pay like eight dollars for not recyclable no i know it totally blew my mind yeah i you know it's these things we don't really think about but like the numbers are nuts the numbers are wild so let me see if i can find according to some research we spend like in the u.s 12.7 billion dollars on gift wrap that's b billion billion dollars and about 60 seconds is what it takes to like tear through it all oh my god most (laughs) of it ends up in landfills and it is an environmental, like the microplastics and the glitter is really awful for the environment. Microplastics get into the environmental system and cause major problems when animals and fish mistake the microplastics for food mm-hmm. and then starve to death and wreaks havoc on our ecosystem. Yes. Microplastics and other things also poison the system and cause, you know, the breakdown of our ecosystem, which eventually causes the breakdown of us because so, we eat those poisonous fish <laughs> we, we poison could say, we could say save the whales 
but what we're really or save the earth but what we're really saying is save the humans That's so right. if we care about that well, um, you know help us save us from ourselves <laughs> and make the world a more pleasant and more wonderful place for humans and for mm-hmm. whales and yes. for kittens and puppies and other innocent the other innocents Mm-hmm. Uh, innocent beings that are here. So, so we wanted to talk about the environmental impact of uh, generally, this is about the environmental impact of consumerism and the environmental mm-hmm. impact of single use things right. um, at the holiday time. This happens, I think at all holidays, but yes. certainly a lot at Christmas time because of, you know, it's Christmas time. That's right. That's when everybody makes their dollars if you're a business and uh, where a lot of people's expectations lie in receiving things. That's so, right. Yeah. So we talked at the Yuletide last week, we talked a lot about Yuletide and we've been talking about, you know, what are some gifts we can give that avoid some of these environmental pitfalls, like mm-hmm. giving people things that are experiences instead of things, Right. you know, experiences are things that we remember and don't have to dust or give away or recycle that often don't come wrapped in plastic that have a lower impact on the environment. Mm -hmm. Typically we have also talked about consumables, which sometimes can be problematic. If I give you a box of chocolates wrapped in plastic, that can be an issue. If I made you a, you know, loaf of bread, I can choose to package that in paper or wrap it in, you know, beeswax cover coated fabric, right? Even beeswax coated fabric that I've made. These are other ways to, you know, give gifts. So we wanted to talk today about some alternatives that I have never thought of before, Mm -hmm. you know, really talking about this and be able to give us fun alternatives. Now, some of these are going to be out of people's reach or ability. That's okay. It's just interesting to start to think about something differently and to do what might be to, to start to talk about it and to start to move maybe one millimeter closer and make one little change. Yes. And not, I think the most important thing to do is for us not to judge ourselves harshly for having Christmas right. or opening up presents. Like you're going to have wrapping paper downstairs or in the attic. Use it. Right. Yes. You have it. You already bought it. Like don't go overboard and trying to be more environmental than, than that, than others. Like just relax. Yeah. It's, as soon as it's turning into a competition, maybe it's yeah. not like with the best intention anymore. As soon as this becomes like, like, something terrible it's we're doing it wrong we need to let go of the guilt and shame Mm -hmm. and start to just embrace hey could we do one thing that's slightly different can Mm -hmm. i wrap one present can i at least say the gifts i'm going to give to my spouse or to my friend are going to be wrapped in something different and what are some alternatives so that's what i think we want to talk about and i just want to say to everyone listening I love you. And I think you're doing a great job and wrap your presence in what you can and what you can afford. Absolutely. The biggest thing is we're not judging. We're just offering like fun, different ways that you can wrap things without traditional wrapping paper. And I think that's something that helps us access magic in general is, you know, to fall back on wrapping paper 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's the easy idea because that's what we know firsthand. Like, oh, okay, well, you know, if I need something wrapped, it's equal to wrapping paper. However, as soon as we kind of challenge ourselves to use that as a creative constraint, uh, you realize there's actually like a ton of other options that you could use that may actually even help enhance the gift giving experience or the gift itself. It could be part of the gift even. So yes. um, it's uh, it's bigger than just the small idea of wrapping something, you know? And like, what's to say that even, you know, isn't the, the idea of wrapping paper the element of surprise with the gift? Who's to say that it has to be gift wrapped at all? Who's to say it couldn't be like, oh, next year we're starting the tradition of the holiday scavenger hunt and we're going to hide all the unwrapped gifts or maybe they're just wrapped in something really plain like just regular paper that you got from the grocery store, you know, in the new paper bags that they're giving everybody. You know, maybe you decorated them, maybe you didn't, but th that's what's hidden away. And so even if they're unwrapped, you know, first of all, you're saving a lot of money on wrapping paper. And second of all, you're still getting that element of surprise, like, oh, there it is. And it's there for that person. And no, they didn't know they're getting it. And now there it is. So I think there are ways that we can just totally flip the idea, but have the same experience. Don't you think? Sure. I mean, things can just be in a box. Yeah. You, I can I can imagine a time when the gift that I have for you is in my room and I go upstairs and get it and I bring it down in the gift box that is mm. just one box that's decorated and you get to open that box and lift it out. Mm, there you go. And then the next person goes and gets their gift and puts it in that gift box and ah. they get to open it and lift it out. Right. And it's just one box that's decorated that everyone gets to use to present their gifts. Kind of like the chef with the cloche on top of the dinner yes. that lifts the cloche as a surprise. Oh my is gosh. Is it called a present because it's being presented to you by way of the wrapping paper? Am I just putting that together? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Present. I'm presenting this to you. You get to unwrap it and see what it is. It's a present. Present. Huh. So there's a little bit of the surprise of like, yeah. although there is something really satisfying about ripping open, like to see a kid tear into all that wrapping paper on a big like gift that big member as a kid i had that tonka oh. dump truck the yellow dump truck Ooh. and i remember ripping into that and like the you know that's part of the fun right yes but for a kid it's fun to do that with funny papers with the you know the comic but anyway, right. we'll get into suggestions in the second half on what we could do. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the things that you said is really important, the creative constraint. Mm -hmm. This whole podcast is about where magic and making come together, mm -hmm. crafting and the craft. What is the creative constraints? Creative constraints are the psychological liminal space where we put a constraint on ourselves or the constraints are recognized that actually promote and advance our creativity. Yes. We are less creative when we have an open carte blanche to do anything. Mm -hmm. If I say to you, make me anything, Katie, you can knit me anything. It, that, that is the is wrong answer. Totally, <laughs> usually that's the thing that will have someone freeze and 
wonder yes. what the hell could I do? Deer in headlights every time. But mm -hmm. if I say you can't please knits, I would like something, but it can't be a hat or, or it, it has to be purple. Mm -hmm. It, um, I really want it to be uh, either a scarf or I don't like mittens. I would prefer socks, but I'd be okay with the scarf. Mm -hmm. You know, the, now you're like, Oh, I'm yes. having some constraints here. Mm -hmm. You're getting you know, an idea. Has yes. to be purple. <clears throat> I prefer sparkles, but mm -hmm. if that's hard, I don't want lavender. I really want <laughs> it to be purple. Yep. I hate See, stripes. That's but I very love important. Dots. Yes. And it's interesting because sometimes when you're making things for people, they don't know what they want. So it's a great um, opportunity to help people even you know, kind of flesh out things that they're interested in getting. So especially exactly. before you put so much time into it. <laughs> right. There's other, there's other ways to have const uh, creative constraints. They help with our mind. They help us stretch. So when, if we take this on and say, wow, could I have gifts under the tree that are more environmentally conscious? Could I do something that is beautiful and environmentally more environmentally conscious how could i do that right so this is really an exciting thing to think about in the show notes we'll have some links that have some really beautiful examples of environmentally conscious um ideas that we're going to mm -hmm. talk about and you'll see how gorgeous some of these things can be and how they can look i mean it's a it's kind of shocking how yeah you can use natural materials and they look amazing. If mm -hmm. you have ideas, please drop us a line and let us know, send us pictures. We want to see them and we'll put them up as well. We'll share them for sure. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're doing anything on like your uh, social media, especially Instagram, feel free to tag us in there, knit a spell, and we'll, uh, we'll reshare to inspire others. For yes. sure. So when we come back, let's talk about how we want to step out of the norm. Yes. What we, what, we might use instead of wrapping paper, what are some ideas we have um, and how we can make those magical, shall Absolutely. we? I can't wait. We'll be right back. Hey, Knit a Spell listeners, are you looking for a magical accessory to add to your making or magical toolkits? Well, guess what? We have the perfect merchandise for you from your favorite podcast, Knit a Spell. The front of each bag includes our logo so that you can tell everyone that you're a fan of the best podcast that includes magic and making in the entire world that I'm currently aware of. If you're a maker, you'll especially love the magical sigil I've put on the back of the large drawstring bag, which will help you notice any mistakes in your project sooner than you might expect. The back of the smaller zip bag has inspiring notions to help get your creative juices flowing, and is made from a sturdy fabric to house sharp things like scissors, needles, and more. Both of our Knit a Spell bags are available exclusively at makersmercantile.com. And while you're there, feel free to check out all the amazing making materials they have for knitting, crochet, and more. And we're back, and we're going to discuss some interesting ways to wrap gifts that don't include gift wrap. Yay! Wrap so, gifts without gift wrap. I know. So, like, as a, a crafter, <laughs> especially a knitter, as a designer, um... The first thing that came to my mind was, you know, all of these little gauge swatches that I have everywhere and design samples and things. 
what if I just seamed them all together into like one master fabric and then used that to wrap around gifts, especially gifts that I was giving that were handmade? That would be really cool. <laughs> it's kind of meta. <laughs> I'm like, I got a scarf wrapped in a scarf. That's right. <laughs> something. This isn't exactly a scarf. What is this? Yeah, a scarf wrapped in a scrap. Yes. There is a lot of, I think fabric makes a really excellent gift wrap. Mm-hmm. Lots fabric of crafters out is, there have extra fabric laying around yeah, too. Especially if it's cotton or mm-hmm. wool or something that's biodegradable yep. and reusable. There's, exactly. um, there's a lot of, even if you buy new fabric and go to the store and get remnants mm-hmm. as gift wrap, I think that is a really great gift. Right. If you're giving a gift that you purchased to, to someone who is a crafter, mm-hmm. they can use that in their, in exactly. their next thing. That's like part of the gift instead of right. it just being like an afterthought almost. Yeah, that's right. There's also the idea of with that can be the gift. You can use a scarf, a silk scarf mm. as gift wrap. Yeah. This is a great way to use a silk scarf, tighten a bow. Suddenly you are giving someone a, a scarf. And if this scarf is from a secondhand shop mm, or somewhere like that, you can often find, you know, thin pieces mm-hmm. of old vintage or something like that. Yep. Scarves or anything like this. Cotton bandanas, that sort of yes. thing. Another great thing to use. Similar. Yep. They make Just great going bows. to like a secondhand or thrift store in general to like get, you know, what's the like least expensive, most holiday fabric on a shirt. You know, you can cut up shirts and just use those as, you know, the the fabric and use the fraying that might happen as part of the decoration. Again, just let your imagination run wild. This is a really fun thing to do is using fabric as a gift, mm-hmm. as gift wrap. Yep. Yeah. I also, um, so growing up, I used to make my own wrapping paper with my mom. So we would um, cut up the the paper bags that would come from the grocery store because before they used plastic bags, they had these great paper bags. Same things you used to cover your books with, which I don't know if kids still do that anymore. But yeah. um, so you would cut those up, use the other side that didn't have all the advertising on there. And then you could either leave it like that, which has, you know, that like craft paper look that's actually very modern right now, especially if you use like a little yarn that you have left over or a little bow or fabric ribbon, whatever, um, to sort of tie it off. Or um, you could decorate it afterwards. It's a great thing to do if you have kids. Uh, you know, get them involved, or if you just need like a creative outlet, it's fun for you to do. If you have um, a stamp laying around, if yes, you, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, pull out stickers, whatever you have in your bin of stuff yep. looking to be used. Again, a a nice- classic brown paper packages tied up with string. Yes. These are a few of my favorite things. Take a Boom. take a sprig of whatever evergreen grows near you, Ooh. or a few sprigs of um, any kind of evergreen or from your kitchen bay leaves. Oh, yes. Those make excellent decorations in, with or any kind of green mm. greenery. Those make excellent additions to brown paper. Yep. And a little bit of green or red yarn wrapped around. Mm-hmm. That is such a gorgeous way to use brown paper. And again, brown paper from the store 
from your grocery bags, brown mm-hmm. paper, lunch bags, any kind of brown paper like that, butcher paper, even if you purchase brand new, you know, paper the from paper, the store, yeah. craft paper is a really great option because you know it's recyclable. It's you know, often made of recycled paper already. Great point. Yep. And it's often biodegradable. It's often recyclable. Yep. You can use it for magic. It's great for burning and everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got a ton of use. I, of course, used to be a pattern maker. So craft paper was a huge part of my life at one point. Mm -hmm. You can iron it, by the way. (laughs) It's magical. Yeah, I know that look. What? Why iron paper? It's a long story, but you can. Uh, So I can crease it and make it perfectly into like. Yeah. Fabulous. Oh, used to have brief side tangent used to have to um, turn in your paper patterns that you designed for your fashion classes so that they could also be graded. And if they didn't look pristine, like you didn't use them for some reason, even though that's how you made your outfit, um, you would get part points deducted. So we realized we could just iron the paper and it looked wonderful. So there's a little hack for you. If you need to refresh the paper <laughs> that you got to, to make your wrapping paper, briefly iron it, briefly iron it, briefly. Um, and it should be fine. Just don't go over any glue so <laughs> or tape. Amazing. One of the ways to make tape that is not plastic is to uh, use rice. You can use cooked what? rice and mash it. It becomes very, very sticky. You can also use sticky rice. Um, and if you mash up rice or even wheat, you can use flour and you can use flour paste or you can buy um, flour. If you're gluten intolerant, you can use rice. Um, but both of those rice, you can buy rice glue or rice paste and you can use those instead of uh, plastic uh, cellophane tape. And oh, those are really great to use with paper because mm. they're very good bond. And those are that is a really great way to again avoid the plastic. Yeah, little tiny ways. And I how mean, fun is that? <laughs> Think of that bowl of rice you didn't rinse out right away, and then it dries on there after an hour. It is cement. That I've never thought about that, but that is such a great point. Yeah, it's yeah. very easy to to do that. It's a it's just like paper mache. Oh right. You yeah. think about paper mache uses mm. glue, but you can use it like rice paste mm, or flour paste. Yeah. yeah. Another interesting thing that I thought of this morning. Um, if you're like me and you have this weird obsession of keeping every glass jar or container that you get, like if you're buying, I don't know, a spice and then you use it all and you have this great glass container that you're like, but it's glass. I can't like, if it were plastic, I'd recycle it, but it's glass. It's that's good. Um, and you keep them forever for no reason like me this is a great opportunity to pull them all out spray paint them maybe like you know put them in gold or red or whatever or cover them with um again extra yarn or fabric that you might have laying around and sort of repurpose them into gift bags so maybe they're like for food or small um gift items whatever but a a great way to use something you might already have it's a great Mm. idea i like the idea of using the funny paper the funny pages or the the comic book pages for kids gifts Mm -hmm. uh keeping those from the sunday paper and wrapping kids gift in those because kids love tearing into and ripping up you know the gift that they're getting and that's a really fun way i i love i used to have gifts wrapped in in the comics I think that's a lot of fun. I think it's also really fun to use other print materials. So 
I love the idea of going to a thrift store and buying music mm. and using that. Oh, yeah. And you like can decorate them. Yeah, sheet music. Decorate the sheet music with, you know, your gold or red or green pens a little yeah. bit. Put a, f- a little bit in there, a few things in there. If you can find holiday sheet music, wouldn't that be an amazing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so meta. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, great idea. I love that. I mean, I, I also like just there. There is uh, newsprint that you can buy that's blank. Um, I hmm. used a lot of that in art class. Oh. It, large format newsprint is pretty. I don't know if it's the most inexpensive, but it's pretty inexpensive as an art material. Usually, yeah. And you know that's something that you can paint on with temper paint or do anything with, and that ends up becoming really cool wrapping paper if you want to use art that you've made with kids or things that you've done, that's a great way to make wrapping paper as well. I guess any book at that point would be good if you have like, like graphic novels or things like that. Gosh, I used to have like a million of them. I could just see now like, oh, well, it would have been nice. You know, I, I often donated them, especially if I had like a whole series of them. But now I can see like, oh, it would have been really cool wrapping paper with all like the action moves and everything. Even just if regular you, books, I suppose. If you fun. cut up my elf quest, not <laughs> graphic, I'm going to kill you. It's going to be so awkward when I present your gift later. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Hopefully we'll inspire people to uh, think outside of the box and, and maybe even drop us a line again with things that maybe they already do or things we're inspiring them now that they've heard what we're having to say. Um, you can always drop us an email at knitispellpodcast at gmail.com. I love the all these ideas for found wrapping or for alternatives to it. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun to think outside the wrap. Yes, the, the gift box. box. <laughs> oh. 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 oh, I see what you did there. You really are slaying it today. Slay <laughs> all day. That's You're right. Checking out my other Christmas sweater. They're it's a so little bit good. ridiculous. Well, speaking of wrap, why don't we wrap our episode with a little oracle reading, huh? Oh, let's do it. Yay. Um, so since we had Thomas from Hermit's Mirror on last week, I thought it might be fun to... Last week? No, oh, that sorry, was two weeks, weeks ago. ago. At some point this month, wasn't like it? months ago. <laughs> Remember that time we had Hermit's that Mirror on? Like That's what I meant to say. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to use the... Da, 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 da. Lifeline Lenoracle deck to do our drawing today. Oh, Lenoracle. I don't know how to read the Lenormand, but that's okay. We're going to do it anyway. You know what? I'm more familiar now, uh, and you can give me your first uh, uh, feedback on it as just like someone who doesn't know. That might actually be more interesting. I love that. Ooh. It's like having someone do tarot uh, who doesn't know tarot, who's just like looking at the pictures and describing them to me. I love that too. So. Okay. All right, ready? Yes. Get into that flip. Ooh, that's right. Off the bridge. ASMR of it, I love. One more time. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so our card is. Ooh, shoot. We got the clouds. King of clubs. Yes. So his. his 
Lenormand or Oracle, I can't actually remember if this is a real one or not, since this deck has more cards in it than a traditional Lenormand deck, um, Thomas has put in extras. I can't remember. I don't think this one is an extra. I think this one is part of the regular uh, Len Lenormand, Lenormand, what, however you say it. There, I suppose. Yeah, so I really, what I get from this is um, mastery of change. Mm. So I see the clouds moving, the, there's movement. The king seems like that master, the like mastery, the sort of ultimate mm -hmm. ruler. Speaking of, of Hierophant, right? <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the ruler of, of transformation, the ruler of change. Mm -hmm. So what I get from this is this is a sign of you can own your experience you don't have to let your experience own you. You can be the ruler of transformation, whether you choose chose that or whether you didn't, that you mm. can own it. Yeah, I agree. Things may not always be so clear, but if you're just willing to go through and see what's on the other side, you'll learn. Yeah. And that's how you master things and become the king. Ah, I love it, Jim. Well, hopefully, uh, again, if listeners or people watching, whatever, want to comment with their feelings on our card, we'd love to hear from you, too. Well, this was another amazing episode. As usual, I can't wait to re... Not re-wrap, but, you know, uh, wrap everything in, like, all of my old swatches from the things that I've made this year. It's going to be wonderful. Um, how can people stay in touch with you, Jim, at this wonderful time Some of year? Subscribe to my newsletter at ah. thedivinehand.com. That's the number one thing to do. I send out little notes. You know, mm -hmm. I'm kind of lazy about it. That's, but I'm, that's how to do it. But January is coming. I have to imagine that a new year means a line of new classes and things on the horizon. Yeah. So I don't miss out. Happen. Don't I miss out on like being advanced notice and discounts yeah. and things by not being yeah. on his newsletter. So. That's right. What about you? You have a great newsletter. Oh, thanks. Yep, same. Can sign up for it, lifefromlantern.com. Still have all my patterns on Ravelry. And, uh, you know, 2022 is going to be here before you know it. Who knows what kind of exciting things I might have on the horizon. Oh. Well, Katie, Merry Christmas and Happy yes. New Year. Yes. It's going to be here any minute. I know. So, <laughs> For better or worse, lean in like the, uh, the Cloud King would. So, That's right. All right. Well, until next week, everybody, have a great holiday. And uh, Jim, you're the best. I'll see you soon. So are you. Uh, Bye, right, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget, new episodes of Knit a Spell are conjured every Wednesday. Learn more at knitaspell.com and follow our Instagram page at knitaspell. If you have a quick second to support the show, feel free to drop us a review on iTunes or share this with a friend. Jim and I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next week.